my out for the week, caring less about uh, what people think. Probably went through a few week period there where I did start caring about what people were saying about me. You know, having conversations with some quality people and some people that opinions do matter and they've been through it and what they've had to say about it, it's just like, man, what people have said is so, like, such a small, minor thing in life. This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people, one of the 29 clan groups that make up the Eora Nation. We acknowledge the traditional owners who are connected to this land and acknowledge their unbroken connection and sovereignty to all the lands that now make up Australia. We extend that acknowledgement to all of the traditional owners connected to the country you may be listening to this podcast from. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Before we get into today's episode, we do want to warn listeners there is some content that could be triggering for some people. If there's anything that's brought up today that affects you, know there is someone out there to listen. Make sure you call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Hello and welcome back to When We Grow Up, the podcast where we ask where we've been to know where we're going. We're your hosts. I'm Marley Silva. I'm Nico Hines. And today we're on the big couches, Nico. It feels like a different vibe. It's like our very first episode we did, and I'm I'm very happy to be here. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. If you just if you're watching this, you would have seen me <laughs> playing in my nose. I thought I was about to have a sneezing heart attack. Oh, sneeze attack! Picking your nose, were you? No, so I almost missed the introduction again, and you wouldn't have been happy. That's all right. I, if I miss the introduction again, because all I have to do is say my name, because she does everything else anyway. But <laughs> and yeah, it's it's good in here because the other one has shit lighting, so. So, you, yeah, for the content, for the content, <laughs> for we're going to look better in this one, which is always important. Yeah, and I'm in my um, flashy new Puma kit. So. Yeah, I love the pink. Yeah. I'm all about some- Like my new shoes. Wow. Genuinely, they are sick. Yeah. I really like those. We're, I've got my Puma shoes on too. You that stabbed I, them. Thank you, Danny. And Danny warned me, who is from Puma, that these shoes, while they are great because they have quite a high platform- very easy to fall over in, and I have learnt that very quickly. I have rolled my ankle, like not bad, but at least three times and tripped every single time I wear them, but they're very comfortable and I love them. That's probably my win for the week. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get straight into it. Genuinely, win and challenge. You start low to come high, mm-hmm. challenge. Challenge. Mine's probably a weirder challenge. So being a homeowner now, Oh yeah. I feel like, I come home and I just look at things now and just go, oh, that needs to look better. Or, yeah, yeah. far I need to do this. You know, when you're like renting a house and you're just like, yeah, they'll, it's they'll, they'll, yeah, yeah. they'll fix it and it doesn't matter. But I was always a good renter and I never messed anything up or anything. But always got my bond back. So that means you're, yeah. you're, good, <laughs> yeah. uh, you're good at renting the house out. But yeah, like even like my yard, I'm looking at it now, there's some muddy parts, but that's because apparently there's like a few drainage things that's going oh, on really? in the front yard. That's why it's a little bit muddy in certain patches. I'm looking at it going, fucking hell, I need that to be looking better or just like even going out the back and then because we've got a lot of decking, it's like there's footprints there or there's just just heaps of little things. Yeah. I'm just like, far out, man, I just want that to be better. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone could be probably saying right now, why don't you fix it where I'm not handy at all. Yeah. You know, and like. But that's a bit, that's like obscure stuff you're, you're describing. It's not 
you know, just, I don't know, pull out the drill and fix it. Like, yeah. it's weird stuff. But there's some things that I just can't come to mind right now that I've been like, fuck, that'd be look better if it was like this or mm. if it was like that, where I don't know whether it's pure laziness or mm. it's just I'm not handy whatsoever. And mm. I just feel like I just haven't got around to getting someone to do something about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the challenge is just um, me needing to be better around the house or yeah. just find more joy in doing things at the house. Like, I know. Remember when my mates bought their houses many years before I did and they were like, yeah, I just love like getting around the house and doing handiwork and that yeah. where I'm just like, I haven't found that love to do it yet. You'll have more space like, after want, the season. Yeah, though. I want to find love to do it. But right now I get home, I'm tired from training. I just yeah. on the go yeah. all the time. I'm just like, fuck, I'm, I just can't be bothered doing that right yeah. now. So that's a bit of a challenge. My level to a challenge. My challenge, oh, look, I'm really struggling with challenges at the moment, which is great. Very happy with that. What about we go find that person who cut your hair and we'll go get him? Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, I got a new haircut. Do you know what's weird? What? They put like extra bits of hair in my head. So they're like, they'll, I would say they're called extensions, right? But they don't, don't extend the length of my hair. Mm -hmm. But there's just like I've made it thicker. And right now it feels so weird in my head. Like because they're like, they're essentially taped in. And it, my head feels heavy or something. Like, that's weird. It's kind of a weird challenge. It feels heavy. It feels heavy. That's not because you've been a bit overconfident lately? Because it's getting big. <laughs> I don't know. I really can't think of a challenge. Like, I'm getting pretty hectic, busy, making sure I'm staying on top of everything, just like juggling it all. I know a bit. it's a bit of a toxic behaviour that I have that I've always had in my career. When I'm, like, just frothing on the work that I'm doing – I am very quick to just like completely obsess over it, do that, and then just not have a social life. And I know that I'm heading down that territory. It was my sister Keely's birthday last week. She had a party on Saturday night. I had to work on the Sunday, but I could have like gone and like had a couple of drinks and been fine for Sunday. And that was my intention. But as soon as I got there, I was just like, nah, I can't do this. I was thinking so much about work. I was wanting to make sure that I was like super fresh and at my best come Sunday, which is not a negative thing I know, but I just know because of my obsessive and addictive personality that if it's for a short period of time, I guess that's fine. But I can very quickly block myself off from everything else and just do that and like burn myself into the ground. So I think that's probably something I need to be conscious of. Okay, that's a good one. Mm. Win. Win. Yeah, well – it's a win because I'm happy for my best mate, Aaron Booth. Mm. It's not a win that he had to retire through injury, but to see that he's very content and happy and, you know, obviously having to retire from an injury and the sport that you've played for your whole life and it was your dream to play a number of NRL games. Yeah, and like he's, we've had back and forth conversation about it for a while now. And just to know that he's found peace, that he's got a really good job at the Titans. They've offered him a job. He's doing his coaching role at the, the girls' team. And he's just, yeah, he's just happy. And, you know, like like I said, it's, it would be the toughest decision of your life to yeah. give up what you, you, you've always known. So, yeah, I'm just I'm a really happy best mate at the moment that I can be there to support him and just keep continue on the journey. He's, mm -hmm. he's going to be riding and I've rode the wave with him since – 
we started our semi-professional career when we moved together in Mackay. And yeah, I'm just just a really happy friend at the moment that it's a win of mine that I just know he's content in in decision he's made. And um, I really want to get him on the podcast to yeah. talk about, you know, the relationship we have, the journey he's had to get into where he is now. And I know he'll be happy to get on. So it would be, be a really exciting chat to have him on. And I can feel myself getting a little bit like just, I don't know, emotional now thinking mm. of uh, the journey we've been on together and the smiles we've had and I was there for his, I played in his NRL debut, which is pretty special. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, Boothie, just congratulations on, on your career and everything you've done in life. You've made me probably the person I am today as well as my family and I wouldn't be sitting here with it wasn't for Aaron Booth. So congratulations, good luck in retirement. I cannot wait for you to be on this couch with us and uh, we'll celebrate with a beer once the season's done. That was really nice. That's really beautiful. I love the love that you guys have for each other. And um, obviously I've only known Aaron for a short period of time through you, but I feel seeing the way that this has unfolded for him, obviously that a lot of disappointment, but I feel so proud of him to have made this decision and own it. And when I saw him, when he was down for the women's game against the Sharks on the weekend, he said, oh, I'm really happy. Like I feel like it was right. I feel really happy. Um, that's all you ever want in life, eh? That's right. And that's why it's a, a win for, for everyone around him too. Like, Everyone could be like, you know, why is it a win? But when you see someone you care about happy, yeah, regardless of, you know, if you're at the top of your game or you're not, that's all that matters in life, like you said. So as long as everyone's happy, that's all that matters to us. Great win. Yeah. My win in a yeah similar sense is, is not really about me personally, but it's just like the moment that we're having when it comes to women in Australia, mm. right? Really influenced by the FIFA World Cup. I think that the conversations that we're having about our Matildas, but about female athletes and about women in general, it just feels like what an incredible moment to be living through. I think that, you know, when we went to the Matildas game, the first Matildas game of this World Cup, you looked at me like I was an idiot when I said, I like, I feel like I could cry as we were walking <laughs> in and watching these like little girls chanting their favorite players' names and, and being there with their friends and the influence that they're having as a playing group and as role models in this country to truly equalize men and women in a way I don't think we've ever seen before moves me to tears constantly. And I think that, you know, and I don't want to make this too much of a gendered thing. I, I don't think men experience that in terms of like the gendered part of it, right? Like this real like female experience, these knowing that I grew up and sure there was Kathy Freeman who we wanted to be like and whatever, but that she was like that one woman and that was that one moment in history. And it just I think a female experience is sometimes like it's it's really difficult just with your like sense of identity and, and, and the sorts of things that you, you face and you feel like hold you back or you feel like people don't believe you can do something because you're a woman. To see this completely flipped on its head and just be so positive and so happy and I think is having a really big ripple effect on the next generation and will be felt for a long time. For me, it just is is such a joy, is such a joy and I, I'm so happy for the next generation of girls to be living through this and boys because they also look to those women and kind of see them on the same playing field as everyone else. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because I was going to actually have a little segment on mm women's sport yeah. and what this World Cup has done for me, I guess. Like I don't think I would have watched the FIFA World Cup if it wasn't in Australia and that's 
just me yeah. being really honest. Like if it was in fucking, I don't know, Portugal or wherever, yeah. time zones, I probably just wouldn't have watched it. Yeah. But seeing, you know, going to that first game, I was like, far out, this is pretty sick, you know, seeing all the, the little young girls, you know, walking around chanting and singing and, and then, you know, getting invested in the game and then watching um, the game against Canada mm. and they had to win. Like I found myself getting out of my seat yeah. off the ground and cheering yeah. loud. And then the other night watching it as well, like I'm, I've never found myself so invested in a, a female sport before. And mm. like, it's not because I, I have something against females in sport or nothing. Like no. I just haven't been someone who like just really took a keen eye on it. Now I've seen the Sharks girls, you know, and the way they go about their business and being a little bit involved with them and you now seeing the FIFA World Cup and how much skill and like their ability to beat players and set each other up to score goals and then how everyone loves Sam Kerr. Mm. I'm just like, fire out. Like it's such a bigger world out there than, you know, when people care about like, oh, they shouldn't be getting paid right or like yeah. they don't really deserve to be on the big stage, whatever it is, it's bullshit. Like, you know, you have to be so little to think that and what they're doing right now for sport in general, mm. it's amazing. Like they're bringing in new sponsorships to clubs, they're bringing in, Lots of money. People are talking about their sport more. Like, imagine what they're doing for football in Australia right now, 100%. like soccer. Like, it's just, and then to be able to girls to have heroes. Mm. You know, usually back in the day, girls would be looking at Jonathan Thurston as their as yeah. the hero. Now they're looking at someone like Haley Rasso, who I didn't know a whole heap about before. And now, like this morning, I think I heard it on a an ad on the radio, like her name. And yeah. if I heard that ad three weeks ago, I'd be thinking, who the hell is this girl? And now, like, there's going to be young girls waking up wanting to be her. Yeah. And she would never in a wild dream sort that. No. It's just so good to see that, you know, female sport is just building and building in Australia. Did you hear that story of Hayley Razzo and her mum about the full moon thing? No. So her and her mum have full moon matching tattoos and it's just always been their thing and particularly because she plays for Arsenal. So she's been living in the UK for a couple of years now and away from her parents and the they, I think they were saying that they got it because they knew that if they were, could like look and see a full moon, they'd think of each other or feel like they could, yeah, felt connected in that way. And on the way to the Canada game, um, it, was a, it was a full moon. And so Haley messaged her mum being like, it's a full moon tonight. And her mum was like, this is your time. Like this is meant to be. And she scored two goals. Oh, yeah. So cool. That's one of the coolest things I've heard. Eh? It's so cool. Uh, and that's like, there's so many beautiful parts of this. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't agree more. And it does feel like it's being, there's that ripple effect even into the other codes, into the NRLW. AFLW is about to start. The Diamonds just won their World Cup. Like it just feels, yeah, it is this really beautiful moment. It so is, yeah. I love it. Love every second of it. Shall we get into some questions from listeners? Actually, before we get into some questions, I have a little segment of my own. Do you? It's not really a segment. It's just a rebuttal on what you had to say last time. It was just us two sitting down. Oh, yes. About housemates and you carrying on about the Love Island. Yep. So fair play. You you had a sook and I dealt with it and it's fine. Mm-hmm. But as housemates and me being the owner of the house mm. and I've took photos for proof also. Mm. I haven't known how to go about this situation because I haven't lived in a house for a while and I haven't had a car park to park in in a while. And this is, I don't think this is black and white, but go on. So 
when we and we man lived together in Cronulla at the unit, I didn't get to park in the car park. I had to go park in the street, had to find, sometimes do 20 minutes worth of searching for a park. Lucky we don't have to do that in Because Wee Man, I gave him the car park. He had a van with tools in it. I didn't want people breaking in and stealing his tools, whatever. So I did that for him. And, you know, when I lived in Melbourne, I didn't get the car park either. And I just haven't been able to get the car park ever. And so I thought, you know what? Just looking, buying my own house, <laughs> I was the one thing I was looking forward to is to be able to rock up after my day, whatever I do, and just go straight into my driveway and just be like, how good is it? Look into my house and just be like, this is my house. But along comes Marley Silva and literally parks in the car park and does, because she's so stingy, catches a train everywhere, whatever. Does her car does not leave the car park for days on end and I'm having to park my car 50, 60, sometimes 100 metres down the street. Oh, that's dramatic. So I don't even get to park at the front of my house. So the one thing I was looking forward to is just not happening. I don't even get to just stroll in, you know what, what's up, boys? Just bang straight into my car park. I just have to sometimes park down the street and then walk or carry all my shopping, my groceries or just everything in. So anyone listening, you need to let us know if I'm right or if she's allowed to park in that car park. Okay. Can I have my rebuttal now? Sure. I was in full respect of the car park rule, right? Because you set that early on as soon as we moved in, like don't park in my driveway sort of thing. I started parking there when I knew you were away for footy and I'd be like, oh, Nico's not going to be home for a couple of days. I'll just pull into the driveway. And then I tested the waters when you came back. There was like one time where I, because we live quite close to a school at like pick up and drop off time, it's hard to get a park on the street. And it was an afternoon and I just like was like, oh, whatever. And just pulled into the driveway, even no, though I knew. No, listen, oh, listen, listen. It was I tested the waters. Yeah. And no. And then I did it first because of like necessity. And then you didn't say anything and you say something about everything. So I was like, oh, maybe this is sweet. That's because I've probably said a few things already at that point. I was like, you know what? I don't want to push her over the edge here. Yeah. So maybe it was like all the stars aligned for you to not say something. And then I realized I did it a couple of times and you just weren't saying anything. So I didn't move the car. And I was like, sweet, I'll just wait until it's brought up. Oh, and really? Yeah, yeah. So, so all the other times I've had a crack about you something and you get upset about it and then you were waiting for me to have another crack at you for you to get upset. Well, I was. Well, I've been like, trying not to have a crack at you. Yeah, well, I was using that to my advantage to just have the park in the driveway. I knew it was for a limited time. I was just testing the waters. So <laughs> now we're we're at this point, and it's fair. I didn't park in it today, and I've left, and I won't be home until Sunday. So my car's on the street. Are you happy? <laughs> if you even thought about that was going to be okay, if you didn't park anywhere else, but. That spot you're parked in right now, that would have been your bed outside. <laughs> Wee Man said to me, he was like, imagine if she parked in your car park for the whole time she was away. Really? I obviously wasn't going to You would have came that. back with no wheels. <laughs> or, yeah, like you were trying to take my mattress out of my bedroom the other day. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fair. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. So you just thought you would test, you just I was, keep it was, parking It was a there. test. It was a test. <laughs> and I was happy that, you know, it's not a massive inconvenience. Like, because our street is pretty quiet other than the school times. And so that was fine. Are you serious? There's been times where I've came home. Yeah, around the school times. No, there's been a couple of times other than that where I've 
your car's been there. I just went, oh, I'm just going to go to Woolworths now or I'm going to go to the butcher now or whatever it is. I want to go do this now when I hadn't want to because I just did not want to sit around there waiting for a car park. So I've just kept driving. Well, I've not even experienced the struggle with the car park yet. This is where I, I pulled up. You know what happened to me the other day, though? All right, I'm going to go do that now. Bang, kept going. Do you know what happened to me the other day, though? So I haven't had a little bit of a taste of the experience that you have. The other day I was in the gym and Bobby Law was like, can I come and use your sauna on a way home because they'd stayed in Sydney after. Yeah, no, I got a photo of her. Yeah, no, she told me. Hmm. But I get home, she's parked in the driveway and she'd come in to use the sauna. I was like, excuse me, what are you doing? You can't do that. She's like, oh, was I not allowed to park in the driveway? I'm like, mate. So that happened to me. So Are Bobby, you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> she's not paying the rent. You just look. You said this to her that she can't park in the driveway. I didn't say she couldn't park in the driveway. I said, "Geez, you parked in the driveway, didn't you?" <laughs> this just backs up my whole point of what I was saying. I know, but originally I was only parking there because you were not going to be there. But I've been there. Yeah, and no, but now okay, and now we've had the from conversation. From Monday so I'm to not Thursday, your car was literally parked there. Well, and next week you're in Townsville, so I might be able to park there. Where no, Wee Man gets it. Can Wee Man's van even fit in the driveway? Probably? Well, we'll make it fit, just okay. so your car can't go there. <laughs> well, it's settled. So you weren't even there in- when Bobby and that rocked up. Nah, nah. So I had three random girls just in my no. house. Three random Bobby's a random girl, and Tyler was there too. You know Tyler. Yeah, I know Tyler, but I don't know enough to just go, hey, just go hop in my house without me being there or Marley there or we man or my mum. Well, I was only like 10 minutes behind them. Interesting. That's another strike off the list for you. <laughs> One more strike. Out. Gone. Now some listener questions. Please always send them in. Please send us some voice notes too. We didn't get any voice notes this week. They're my favourite ones, so please. First one, interesting question has got me thinking. This is from Georgia. What is your comfort show or movie you chuck on when you're feeling down? I feel like I know the answer for you at the moment. Oh, I just zoned out then. What did you say? <laughs> what is your comfort show or movie that you chuck on when you're feeling down? When I'm feeling down. Comfort show or movie, movie. when I'm feeling down. Well, what do you think mine is? I was just thinking because all you do is watch Suits. No, that's not my comfort. Okay. I'd, <laughs> I would chuck on... Just like a really nice, lovely, lovey-dovey romantic movie like yeah. Dear John or something. Yeah, rom-com. Yeah. Yeah. A good rom-com. I, like if I'm feeling down, I like to make myself cry, which I know makes me a bit sick in the head. Yeah. So what's yours then? Um, I don't know. Like I feel like I, if I'm feeling like particularly low, like you want something that's like gentle, I would go for like a Disney movie. But. I do have a habit of just like re-watching the same shows over and over again because it's something about that that's like quite soothing because you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I watch. True stories. I love true stories. Like really feel good true stories. Okay. So like stories of like triumph or something. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I just watched The West Wing over and over and over again, which is just a nerdy American political show that I just love. Because the characters are great. So sometimes if I just like don't want to think, I'll just chuck that on. Interesting. Next yeah. question. Next question. This is a long one. I believe this is from Claire. She says, I have a huge question I'd love for you to address on an episode. For some context, I'm the only girl in my economics class and this discussion came up. If you are officially dating, do you guys believe it's normal and correct to still ask your girlfriend 
out to important events such as a formal, i.e., okay, so clearly Claire's in high school and they're talking about their formal dates. Mm-hmm. And she's asking, do you have to ask your girlfriend to be your formal date or should the girlfriend just assume you're already going to be their date to set an event? My entire class of boys said that it's useless and unnecessary but from my perspective, I think still asking is a sign of maturity and is a nice gesture. And they can go even further by pairing it with a small gift like a card or flowers. Interesting question. <laughs> my general instinct is you, you don't have to ask, do you? No. That's just assumed. I think like as an adult, like, oh, you're invited to a wedding with a plus one like, and you've got a partner. Like you're always, it's the same thing. It's just going to come up in conversation eventually like, oh, what are you going to wear to the formal? Yeah. Are we going to wear matching? Like it's going to be a, a conversation at some point. Like who else is he going to take? I think that maybe we should take our minds back to what it was like to be 17 and be going to formal though. I didn't go to my formal. You didn't go to year 12? I went to year 12. But I didn't go to my formal. No, sorry. You didn't go to year 12 formal. You go to year 10 formal? We didn't have a year 10 formal. You didn't have a year 10 formal? No. Oh. But like if I think of like teenage girls – I remember, I remember things like that being a big deal to be asked. If you're in a relationship. Is it, they like the like high school movie element of it, of like, will you be my prom date? Yeah, but they're, all the movies that I've watched that are dead, that, they're not actually in relationships. Yeah, right. Yeah, it feels like it's assumed. Yeah. And it, I wonder also if she's asking about like the whole corsage thing. Did you, so you never went to a formal? Year six. Year six, that was a great time. I loved my year six formal. So let's fast forward to uni mm. and it's graduation for uni and you're dating, you're with your partner. You're not asking them to come to graduation. Yeah, I wouldn't you're ask not officially someone. asking them. It's a bit different because of formal, but. And like, like graduation is like the most boring thing ever. When I did, <laughs> amazingly, when I graduated uni f- the first time. You had to chuck that in there, right? Yeah. I was seeing someone at the time and he was asked me if like he if I wanted him to come and I was like no it's like it's super boring yeah and I wouldn't I wouldn't take anyone I wouldn't expect anyone to do that so we just went to dinner after that's very if I could put it in perspective uh in perspective yeah about um like my situation I'm in right now if I'm going to if I have a girlfriend I'm going to the end of year presentation night like the awards night for the Cronulla Sharks you're not gonna ask her no she's just expected to come yeah of course you would come yeah so no the question, the answer is, it should just be a. I feel like if before you officially start dating, you're seeing them, then you are. Then like the boy should come over to you and go, "Hey, would you like to be on my formal date?" Yeah, so maybe it's just that the girls would like that because they like that little cute moment. But hey, if a girl wants someone to ask them, regardless of their relationship or not, then it's just that's their opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Make the boy ask you. I think it'd be cheating. What. If a guy took oh, someone took else. someone else who wasn't yeah. there. Yeah, 100%. So it's more like you'd be a sassy bitch and say, well, obviously you're taking me. <laughs> like that? Your yeah. little head wobble? You're not asking anyone else because I'm going with you. Yeah. You know? This is something that I've always had in my head. And this is a product of me and my situation, I think. But I've had this discussion with my mum. So my dad never officially asked my mum to like – be his girlfriend and they just like were together and then they got engaged i don't think that's fine do you think that the will you be my girlfriend will you be my boyfriend conversation is like 
super necessary when you're well, yeah, an adult. My boyfriend's never a thing, so. For people in same-sex relationships, yeah. Yeah, well, true. Yeah. Well, there might be some cases where the girl's asking the boy in heterosexual relationships. Maybe. Yeah, I guess. I'd like to hear a story about that. I'd like yeah. to see how that went. But do you think Well, that- I think that shouldn't be always yeah. have, the boy just shouldn't always have to say we've well, been my girlfriend maybe the girl wants to yeah, yeah 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 sorry no but my question is whether you have to have that conversation if you're like spending all your time together and you've talked about like not sleeping with other people well a lot of girls were like no you have to ask or you have to ask really i wouldn't mind if it just been like you know wake up one day someone goes you know you guys have been seen together f- for ages like are you guys together and, and you i just, just go, went yeah. yeah she's my girlfriend yeah like and I haven't even asked. If yeah. that just happened, how it happened, it happened. Like, who cares? See, to me, that makes like that for me is like best case scenario. I think girls just like it being dated. So there's anniversaries. Oh. That's what I'd. Okay. Like, yeah. That makes like, sense. Yeah. All right. I've just never thought about that. I just thought about it the other day when mum and I were talking about that. And she was like, yeah, that, like, he never asked me. We just like, we're together. Then we got engaged. There you go. Interesting. Last question from the listeners from Alex and the question is how do you handle something blocking you from success my initial instinct is identifying something that's blocking you from success is the first part of the challenge like if you can look at your life and you're thinking whatever success looks like to you whether it's getting a particular job whether it's finishing uni etc cetera, etc cetera, if you can identify that there's something blocking you and know what it is that's just as important or like that's the first step in then breaking it down. Do you agree? Yeah, but I think whatever it is, you got to remove yourself from the blockage. So you've got to remove yourself. Well, if you can't move it. Yeah, well, whatever was, if there was anything getting in the way of my success right now, like if, so whatever a goal I have, let's say in five years time or let's say right now, I, my goal is to win the premiership. Yeah. If there was something in the way, whatever's in the way of that, I'm get out of my way. I'm I remove, like I'll remove the blockage, or I'll remove myself from that person, that something, that someone, whatever it is, they're not in my life, or mm. that item, or whatever it is, isn't my life anymore. Mm. It's just life's too short to, and your career's too short, of whatever it is for you to not be as successful as you can possibly be. And do you think you just have to like be someone who's quite self-aware and like takes the time to reflect on, yeah, where you're at or what's gone right, what's gone wrong to be able to identify that block? Yeah, for sure. Like, for example, a lot of footy players drink and have a party. Like, I'm not saying footy players. I'm, I shouldn't have said that. I said a lot of people like to drink and party because yeah. it's not just footy players. No, and it can affect anyone's career. That's right. But if, let's say, I've went out for three weekends in a row, you know, we're still winning, but let's say I – didn't have a great performance or whatever X player is hasn't had a great performance and someone said, look, play X, I think you're drinking too much Mm. and I don't know whether you're going to contribute to this team to win this premiership if you keep carrying on the way you do. Mm. If that's me, all right, see you later. I will not go out and drink until the season's done. Mm. You know what I mean? Or if someone – I think a lot of people have – egos though so if someone is pointing that out to them they would get defensive so how did you get past that in terms of like if someone goes this is your this is a critique or this is something I see that is going wrong for you I think sometimes that block can be your unwillingness to like see a fault or to you know be honest with yourself about what you can be doing better like how do you get past that well one you're in a team sport so if someone's criticizing you 
it's because that's what the team needs and you got to put the team needs before your own needs at all times. And I just have a vision of wanting to be successful in every single day and in whatever goal I set, I want to tick it off. So my mindset probably might be a bit different to some people yeah. where whatever gets in the road of that, I won't let happen. And, mm. you know, some people can, some people can't do that and that's that's their own life. But for me, like her question was how do you – block it out or how do you stop mm. the blockages then that's how I do it I just mm. whatever is going to get in the, the road of my success I just piss it off yep. like negative if it's a negative person like you need positive influences in your life and I find that if you hang out with negative people then you end up becoming a bit negative and and it snowball effects so whatever that thing is that's blocking you right now whoever the, the question was from then as hard as it is sometimes that you just have to remove yourself from that and have only one eye on the prize. Put it in the bin, whatever yep. it is. Agreed. Or you just have a conversation with whatever it is that's impacting. You say, look, if it's a person blocking you, then say, look, I feel like whenever you're around or in my life at the time, you're you know, pulling me back from the goals and the success I want to have. So maybe you know, if you can change um, or maybe if you can approach me a bit different or do this, you know, I can keep hanging out with you, but if not, then I'm going to have to take myself out of that situation. Yeah. And once I finish what I'm doing, then we can hang out again. Yeah. If it's a person. Yeah, yeah. And those are tough conversations, but it's what we talk about all the time, yeah. right? You've got to have tough conversations. That's right. And you'll be better for it. Thanks for your questions. Keep sending them through. Yeah. Now we come to the final segment of our show, our ins and outs. Something oh, that's going to be in for the week is. or has been in for the week and something we're trying to push mm-hmm. out. This is always a tough one. And in for me, so I caught up with my, oh, I wouldn't say he's a, a good mate yet, but he's a, he's a mate of mine, which um, you know, people probably think I'm big noting about being nah, mates with him. And, I'd be in, flexing this about Dan you. Carter. I caught up with him and he gave me his book, yep. his new book. So that's an in at the moment. I'm finding some quality time in my life. When I say my own time, I put quality in there because I feel like it's really important when you have your own time, it has to be quality, not just sitting there and going on your phone or thinking about you know, things you shouldn't be thinking about. Like I find, you know, sitting in my own space, um, I haven't had quality own time lately. So, and now I'm reading, like I'm going to read a few pages or a chapter, however much time I have in that quality time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be reading his, his book. So if you haven't got his book, go out and- What's the name of Dan's new book? It's called- the Art of Winning, mm. Dan Carter, The Art of Winning. I guess it would be probably at every airport now, it'd be at every mm. news agency, whatever, the bookstores. Yeah, if you want an insight of uh, a very successful career and the culture of the All Blacks, I'd suggest you yeah. read that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your in. That's my in. What's your in? My in has been something in my life in the last week that I'm just really happy about. Mm-hmm. It's you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I feel like we've had to go through the journey of figuring out the balance because we're spending too much time together. This is something we spoke about when we first started making this podcast that was going to become a bit hectic Mm because we were also living together and everything else. And it was a struggle and it was, you know, a bit of a trial and error. But I think we're getting it right. Do you agree? Small steps. But for me, I feel so much better about it. So it's been a good in for me. As long as you're feeling good about it, Marley, that's all that matters. So you're not feeling good about it? Oh, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying as long as you're feeling good. 
Yeah. I didn't mean like the you're in like your. I mean I'm like not, as long yeah, as yeah. you're feeling good. I am. I am. I feel like it, that balance is something that has come in and something that I am better adjusting to Yeah. because we know we found out that I'm a bit needy, but yeah. we didn't know. But I feel really good about that and the, where we're at, also the fact that after this I'm getting back on a plane and you don't have to see me for like five days, which is good, and then you go to Townsville and I don't have to see you, which is also good. But I think we're getting it and mm. it's hard. And I think like like when we've had these like big discussions and stuff, like a couple of times when I've said things and you've taken the piss and you've gone, Jesus Christ, we're not in a relationship. And I was like, yeah, but we have a working relationship, which is not work. Like work is a ridiculous word to put on this, but – we're working on something together. So I think that that's – it's just been weird, like, figuring it out. But I think I think we're getting there. And that's my in. I feel really good about it. Go okay, Marley Silver. Okay. What's okay, your well, out? My out would be – probably used it before. My out for the week, caring less about uh, what people think. I've been someone who has cared a hell of a lot about people's opinions – and then I've gone through an 18th month period, I reckon the last 18 months where I haven't, probably went through a few week period there where I did start caring about what people were saying about me, you know, having conversations with some quality people and some people that opinions do matter and they've been through it and what they've had to say about it. It's just like, man, what Pete, what people have said is so like such a small minor thing in life so yeah so like i just feel like i'm in exactly where i'm supposed to be regardless of any outcome any performance anything that's happened in the last one month i'm where i'm sitting here today everything's happened for a reason and just not going to care about anything that comes my way and then just keep charging on and, and being the best version of myself. That's awesome. Thanks. Love that. And that's not easy. And we all fall into that yeah. moment of caring. So happy to hear it. Thanks, Marley. What did we just do then? Out. Outs. Let's go out. <laughs> My out is actually something I've been thinking about because it's something you said to me last night. In a situation this week that I'm very rarely in, we won't go into the details, <laughs> but you were asking me about it straight away. You were like, why are you looking for the bad things in that? Like you could tell with the way that I was talking about it that I was. I was looking for the negatives in reflecting on the experience and I know that that is a really big thing that I do, kind of self-sabotage. This is like bad, set the bar of expectation low because I'm just expecting it to sort of not go anywhere. So I'm being really conscious as I move forward if in that situation to not do that and not – Think about the end. That's very difficult for me to do. I like that. Yeah. I do remember the exact conversation. Yeah. Did you think about that when you laying in bed? I did. I did. I was like, yeah, Nico's right. I always do that. Always. Do that? Uh, Not you're always right. I just always do that. But you were right. I always went through a stage where I used to go to Wee Man or go to my mates or Coop or Boothy, probably a lot of Boothy, and Mm. they say, this is happening. No, I probably should shouldn't do this because of that, I shouldn't be that. And then you just be like, why? You're like you're searching for, the for me to, yeah, well, you're, no, you're searching for me to tell you why to do it or why not to do it and you just, you're telling me all the bad things about it. Like you want to do it but you just keep saying all the bad things about it. Mm-hmm. Like why do you keep doing that? And 
I sort of woke up to myself there at a point and now I can see when other people were doing it. And yeah. it's just like why, why? What's the point? It's like a, you try and protect yourself, right? Yeah. You're going. I'm not. I'm going to protect myself from being hurt by talking about this in a negative way, or just not having that expectation that things are going to go good. We're really like you should be looking at sort of situations neutrally yeah. and being like, this is it is what it is, and you feel about it the way that you feel about it, and then just whatever happens happens. So I'm going to try and do that. We'll see how we go. Love that for you, Marley. Thanks for your guidance. That brings us. Is to- that about a boy or not? Huh? <laughs> You're gone. Who are you squirming? <laughs> I thought we were going to get through that without you doing that too. That brings us to the end of the show. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, boy. Make sure you're hitting subscribe wherever you're listening. Follow us on Instagram at when we grow up. Pod. If you want some cool Pima kit, go on Pima store online. Yeah. Look at all this great advertising they're doing as well. Yeah. Should get a raise. Hear that, Denny? <laughs> no, I'm joking. And other than that... Up, up, Cronulla. And we'll catch you next time. Ciao, Bella. <laughs>